Hey, this is Greg Sanders. Thanks for listening today. It's our hope that this message will help you connect to God, grow in His Word, and serve the kingdom in a greater capacity. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. I want to uh, just take a survey real quick. I want you to ask you to raise your hand loud and proud if this is you. I mean, I don't want you to lie about it, but if it's you, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you just say that you're in sort of a hard season? Hard season. A lot of us. A lot of us. Hard season. Uh, tonight I want to talk to you about hard seasons. I recently heard a mom telling a story. Um, she was coaching her son. I don't know if it was math or algebra or what, but she was coaching her son through, uh, through some schoolwork, and her son made this statement that, Mom, this is hard. And she said she just kind of knee-jerked, didn't think about it. She just responded immediately, well, that's okay, son. You were made for hard. In other words, he was ready. He could deal with it. I don't know, sometimes life is hard, but I'm thankful that with the help of God, we can deal with it. Amen? Amen? We can deal with it. Uh, life is hard. I mean, right now there's uh, financial, financial hardships plaguing anyone who buys gasoline and that's just where it starts right it affects everything there are uh there's cultural hardships it seems like the values of our society seem to be uh they're not just eroding they're uh turning into an aggressive assault upon christianity and upon the uh the biblical family there's health hardships there's the hardship of losing loved ones that some of us are going through there's political unrest and global chaos that's hard and i didn't come to uh talk to our wednesday night crowd about negative things i'm just uh i have discovered that denying the negative doesn't make it go away right but uh god hasn't called us to ignore the negative or ignore the hard stuff instead he gives us the power to overcome the hard stuff and life is hard Life has been hard, and I just want to tell you, life being hard is nothing new. The early church, if you read the Bible, in Acts, the book of Acts, you're going to discover that the early church also lived in hard times. I mean, I read the book of Acts, and I get excited about 3,000 people coming to know the Lord at Pentecost. I get excited about the lame man being healed in the next chapter, and thousands more coming to the Lord. I get excited about uh, racial conciliation when Peter had his experience on Cornelius' house. I, I, I revel in all of that, but I also understand that in the middle of, a, of that great revival, there were, you know, Steve is being martyred. Hard times. In the middle of that revival, the church is being persecuted. In the middle of that revival, Paul's going from house to house, uh, arresting people. It, it was hard times. I'm just saying that hard things for the church of Jesus Christ and the people of God is nothing new. It's nothing out of the ordinary. And I just want to remind you that, that God made us for hard. He equipped us for hard. As a matter of fact, uh, I started to retitle this message that simply said it this way, God made us for today. Whatever you're facing today, God made you for it. God equipped you for it. God and it can enable you to overcome whatever it is that you're facing today. I, I, I'm, I've got 45 years of evidence where over and over again, yeah, I know you're shocked I'm that old, but I've got 45 years of evidence where I've said, God, I don't think I can make it, but God's proven. He's been faithful, and he's enabled me to overcome what I didn't think was overcome, what I could overcome before, and I'm just thankful that God hasn't changed. So, 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, our scripture says it like this. We now have this light shining in our hearts. And I just want to stop for just a minute. I know I didn't get to very far. But I just want to remind you, the scripture says that, that it doesn't say that someday we're going to have the light of Jesus shine in our hearts. It doesn't say someday, far away, in another universe, in a galaxy far, far away. No, no, it says now, right now, we have this light shining in our hearts. And I'm not just sure that it's shining in our hearts, but friends, I think hard times, the light of Jesus doesn't just shine in our hearts, it shines through our hearts. Someone once said that your faith whispers in easy times, but it shouts in hard times. So if you're in a hard season today, this is a great time for your faith to shout. It says we have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile jars containing this treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We're pressed on every side by troubles. See, it was hard times for them, right? They're pressed on every side by troubles, but they're not crushed. We're perplexed. In other words, they don't know what to do, but they're not driven to despair. We are hunted down. You know what you do when you're being hunted down? You run and you hide, right? You're being hunted. But never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Those suffering, or through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. God, I just pray that tonight for every person that is in a hard season, I pray that tonight you begin to turn our hard seasons into strengthening seasons. God, I pray that you'll give us the strength that we read about in Paul's letter, that though we're pressed, we're not crushed. Though we're perplexed and don't know what to do, we're not in despair. Though others have abandoned us, you never abandon us. So God, help me to speak what you want spoken. And most of all, let us hear with not just the ears of our mind, but with the ears of our spirit, this word, so our faith can be built. Everybody in the room said amen. Paul expresses two things. He uses the word. He says, we're like fragile clay. But he also talks about spiritual toughness. He said, we're just fragile, but we're tough. He said, we are under great attack, but we're also experiencing great success. He talks about great pressure, but he also talks about great strength. Paul lets us know that the overcoming power that he has is not of his own intellect. It's not because he's been there, done that, and bought the t-shirt. It's not because someone is physically walking with him, though he probably did have some friends with him. He says his strength comes from the power of God that is with him. And I just want to tell you this afternoon that the power of God and the problems in your life are not mutually exclusive. You can have troubles on one side and the peace of God on the inside. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm perplexed but I've got the peace of God. I'm getting beat up and pressed on by troubles, but I've still got the strength of God. I want to talk to you a little bit this afternoon about why we need to embrace this thought that we are made for today or we are made for hard, that God has prepared us to go through what we're going through. First thing I want to just remind you if you're going through a hard season 
I don't say this to minimize anything that anyone is going through, but I just want to tell you that hardness, the hardness of life is common. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, it ain't just you. You know, one of the lies of the enemy is this. When you go through a hard time, they tell you, it's just you. No one else knows what you're feeling. No one else knows what you're going through. No one else understands uh, how you feel. Can I tell you, that is a lie from the pits of hell. Because the Bible says that Jesus knows, I'm going to preach about it Sunday morning, that Jesus knows our sorrows. He is well acquainted with every pain we have ever felt or we will ever feel. Everybody has a story of either overcoming or being overcome. And the difference is not in what we face. The difference is in who we face it with. Are we facing it in our power are we facing it with God's power? Because, friends, if we face hard times with our power, then let me tell you something about Greg Sanders. He's going to fail and falter and mess up. But I can, but I can face it in his power that I am hopelessly doomed to succeed because his power is greater than my power. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says this, There's no temptation, there's no trial that has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. In other words, my, my temptation and my trial doesn't rob me of God's faithfulness. He's not going to let me be tempted or tested beyond what I can bear. But when you're tempted, he'll also provide a way so that you can endure it. 1 Peter chapter 4 takes it a step farther. He said, Beloved, he doesn't say, people, I'm ticked off at, right? Just because you're going through problems doesn't mean that God's mad at you or ticked off at you. That's another lie of the enemy. He says, beloved, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that's come upon you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ, that you may also be overjoyed in the revelation of his glory. You know, the enemy will tell you, he'll lie to you and tell you that you cannot, uh, you can't take this trial you're facing and no one can help you, but I want to tell you God knows and God can help you. Hard times are common. And hard times, they do one of two things to us. They either make us feel isolated from those around us because we believe the lie of the enemy that says no one knows and no one understands. We believe that lie and we become isolated or... Hard times awaken us to people around us that are going through the same thing we're going through. If you're in a hard time today, I promise if you will let the Holy Spirit open your eyes, you will find someone who is facing exactly what you're facing. And I say that to say this, you were made for this hard time. Not that God has caused it, not that God has brought sickness to your loved ones or financial need to your house or any of those things but but god created you in a way to be able to endure with his help what you're going through so that god can use you even in this hard time most people that i've discovered that are doing great things for god are doing so in spite of hard things not because there's an absence of them in their life i don't know where we got this this concept but it goes around the church a lot there's this mindset that says well i'll serve god when the water's smooth 
I'll serve God when the storm, when the storm, when the, everything calms down and everything is easier, when I've got my life together perfectly and everything is hunky-dory, then I'll serve God. But friends, can I tell you, I don't know if there's anyone serving God like that. I was, I was talking to our, our uh, general superintendent, Pastor Doug Clay, who was with us a few months ago, and we were sitting in my office before service that Sunday morning, and we were just catching up. And I was sharing with him some of the things going on with us. I wasn't really trying to complain. I was just trying to share uh, the reality of what was going on. And I knew some realities in his life, and I began to ask him about some realities. And then we began to discuss some realities of some other mutual friends of us. And, and as we were talking about just catching up with what was going on with each other, you know, Pastor Doug just kind of, he, he just spoke up and said, Greg, I've discovered something. It seems like every minister... And every believer has something they're carrying. But God helps them to carry it despite what they're doing. And God can help you. What you're facing this afternoon, God is, He can help you carry it. And on a certain level, I don't want to go too far down this road, but on a certain level, did you know that hard times actually qualify us for leadership in God's kingdom? How many of you want to follow a leader that's never been tested? Right? Matter of fact, Paul told Timothy, and I'm preaching way too long on this point, but Paul told Timothy, he said, if someone desires to be a church leader, a deacon or an elder, he said, make sure that person is not a novice, or they'll become conceited and easily deceived. In other words, he says, find somebody, if someone's going to serve in leadership, they're going to be used in ministry, make sure that person's been around the block again uh, a time or two, and make sure they, they've served God long enough to see how they're going to respond when hard times comes to them. Because it's common, but what's uncommon is, or what's not quite as common, is how people respond in hard times. Here's the second point I want to tell you this afternoon about the hardness of life is that the hardness of life is not greater than you. It says we're hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. And when I say the hardness of life is not greater than you, I hope you understand that what I'm saying is the hardness of life is not greater than you when you have Christ in you. Now, if you're just living according to your flesh and what comes natural and what you want to do, then absolutely the hardness of life is greater than you. But if Christ is in you, then the hardness of life is not greater than you. 1 John chapter 4 says, You, dear children, are from God, and you've overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one that's in the world. Romans chapter 8 says, What shall we say to all these things? All of these things? If God is for us, then who could be against us? Right? In Romans chapter 12, there's, or Romans chapter 11, there's a rehashing of Elijah when he was running from Jezebel and right after God has done a great miracle in his life, by the way. And he's convinced that the hardness of his season is greater than he is. He says, God, I'm the only person left and they're about to, they're about to kill me. No one else is serving you. It's just me. And, and God speaks to him and says, hey, there's still 7,000 people that I've got reserved in my army, in my kingdom, and on my side. And my, he said, you're not, you're not as, as, alone, as alone as you think you are. And I'll just say to you tonight that you're not as alone as you think you are. Right. 
Second Peter chapter 9, I love this scripture. It says, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and how to hold the unrighteous for punishment to the day of judgment. I'm thankful God knows how to rescue us from trials. Sometimes we feel like faith takes us around trials and around problems. That God rests, when God rescues us from trials, it's like if, if this podium is the trial, then God like, you know, he, he beams us up like Scotty did in Scar Trek. He, he beams us up before we get there. But no, no, no. He rescues us by sustaining us through the trial. Not always just beaming us up out of it. Because the hardness of life is not greater than you are. John Ortberg, in one of his books, says, has this quote. He says, mild stress seems to increase brain size and actually causes brand new neurons to develop. So whenever you're disappointed, whenever you don't get your way, take that disappointment as a chance to practice soul satisfaction in God. What's he saying is this, a psychology has even proven that when we are stressed in life, and we'll let the Lord be our strength, there's new thoughts and new grace that we can tap into. Then third, this, this afternoon, Megan, if you want to come, the hardness of life reveals the life of Jesus to others. Look at verse number 10. It says, Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Oftentimes, the hardness we are facing is an opportunity for us to discover a new dimension of God's grace in our life. There's an old Southern Gospel song, and I don't remember the exact words because I'm not a huge Southern Gospel fan, but there's an old Southern Gospel song that says something along the lines of, if, I've ne if I never had a problem, I would have never known the strength of God or the grace of God. It, it is in our hard issues that we discover not that God has, not that God is creating something new, but every hard season we go through, we get to discover a side of God we haven't seen before. Because here's the thing, you receive a portion of God's grace that perhaps you never needed before. But you discover that God has exactly what you need in the moment that you need it to allow you to overcome what you didn't think you could overcome. You know, the Job says in Job chapter 42, after he'd been through everything he went through, he said these words, I had only heard about you before, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. Man, I, I, don't, I don't go, I don't go signing up for hardships. If you do, then we may need to talk about something else. That's just nuts to go signing up for hardships. But here's what I know. In every hardship and every trial, God proves himself faithful. He proves himself mighty. He proves himself to be more than enough. I'm thankful the word of God says that his grace can cause us to abound in all situations. Not just some of them, in all of them. The lion's den was Daniel's doorway 
to introduce the God he served to the whole kingdom. He didn't go looking for a lion's den, but he endured it, and God saw him through it, and God used what he thought was an obstacle to bring victory. Hard times reveal the greatness of the God we serve that sometimes easy times conceal. So tonight, I, I opened the service by saying, hey, if you are in the middle of a hard time, would you lift your hand? But I want to ask all of us real quick to stand. And if you did lift your hand, would you just join me down front? And we're just going to pray one for another. If you say, I'm in the middle of a hard time, hard season, that's me, hard season. Would you come and join me real quick? Just right down front. We're going to pray that God has strength and grace for you in this hard season of life. I just, I've just been praying all day. God, let this, let this evening be a moment of God pouring out His Spirit in the midst of our lives and in the middle of hard times. And I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass anyone. I just want to ask you to look at who's up here. People who I consider to be doing mighty things for God in the middle of hard times. Which encourages me that God can do great things in me in the middle of hard times too. Amen. The rest of us, if you're comfortable, would you get out of your chairs and just come put your hand on the back of someone's shoulder tonight? You don't have to know what they're going through. Some of these that are standing up here are are experts in concealing the depth of their issue. But today, I just want to pray that God would reveal the depth of His grace in this moment today. Let's pray. Father, I just pray. We pray, God. we, We come together this afternoon. Lord, the Word says that if we agree upon anything... But Lord, in this place, we can have it. So God, today, I pray for supernatural grace. I pray for supernatural strength upon every person standing across the front. God, I pray supernatural abundance, supernatural wisdom and revelation tonight. God, I pray that they would just sense the help of the Lord that is undeniable. God, I pray you would pour in new grace. God, I pray a new dimension. A new dimension of your glory will be seen. God, a new dimension of your strength will be found. God, I just pray that even now there's just a a pouring in. God, fresh oil, fresh wine. God, fresh strength in their life today. God, what maybe has been hidden from people, it has been seen by you, Lord, for, for moments and perhaps even decades. But today, God, I just pray for new strength. God, you said, come unto me those of you who are weary and heavy laden, that you would give us rest. God, that your yoke is easy. So God, we take up on your yoke today. God, we, we stop trying to pull it all ourselves, And God, we're going to partner with you. God, we're locking arms with you tonight. We're trusting you. Lord, you're our hope. You're our strength. God, when people fail us, you never fail us. God, you're faithful. Lord, you're the faithful God. You see us through every single season. And God, I pray you continue to see people through their seasons, God. Lord, our hard times are not too hard for you. God, our difficulties are not too difficult for you. God, what perplexes us, 
God, you have wisdom revelation for us. And God, I just pray you'll deposit it in this moment. God, just upload the plan of God. Upload the wisdom of Christ this afternoon. I pray you'll do it in the name of Jesus. God, I'm thankful, Lord, you are the healer. You're the restorer. God, you're the one that can, can fix what man can't fix. God, you can carry what we can't carry. And God, I pray you'll do it today. God, I pray you'll do it today. God, I just pray you'll pour in grace and mercy and strength today. God, I pray you'll just pour in hope and life. God, I pray that as her day is, her strength will be in you. God, I pray there'll just be an overwhelming sense of strength and peace like never before. God, our hard times are not foreign to you. We are not off your radar. We are not out of your hands. God, we are not off of your mind, but you are with us. You're the faithful God. Lord, you lead us step by step, and in seasons we can't take the steps, God, you carry us. And God, I pray you'll continue to do that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I'm thankful. Lord, you know how to rescue us from the fiery trials. God, you know how to carry us through those seasons of life. God, you know how to make us be more than conquerors through every situation. And God, though a season may be greater than us, God, it's not greater than you. It's not greater than you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know there's some still praying. I want to continue to pray, but I just, Megan, if we just lead us in that, just that course right there. Let's profess this tonight. Thank you, Lord. I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me. My flesh may fail, my God, you never will. Hallelujah. I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we worship you tonight. Come on, church, let's just spend our next few moments lifting the Lord up, focusing on Him. Just let Him pour into your heart. The Word says in the presence of the Lord there's fullness. So tonight we're just going to enjoy His presence for a moment. Let Him pour into us fresh and new tonight. Lord, do it tonight. God, I pray for those, maybe they're, maybe they're facing, maybe their hard time is a hard time of sickness. God, I pray for healing to come tonight. Pray for 
physical healing to come. God, I pray for strength to return to bodies. God, I pray for supernatural healing. God, I'm so thankful for everything doctors can do, but Lord, you're the great physician. Lord, you're the creator and the recreator. So God, I just profess, I pronounce, proclaim the healing of God over those who are facing sickness and disease of every type tonight. God, none of it's too hard for you. Can we just speak the healing of the Lord over those battling sickness today? God, the, the word we read said, Lord, we are, we're not perplexed because we have the wisdom of God. So God, I pray for those who need wisdom from the Holy Spirit tonight. I'm thankful the word says that you love to give good gifts to your children. God, I just pray you'll pour those out give people wisdom and revelation and insight. And God, I pray for those who are just walking through it. God, maybe they're walking through it financially. Maybe they're walking through it with a family member. God, I pray that, Lord, you just give them the strength to keep walking. God, I pray as their day is, may their strength be in you. God, I just pray that over this congregation tonight, God, I pray it over our church. God, life is hard, but Lord, you made us. You've given us strength. You've given us strength. Thank you, Lord. Is it okay if I just, uh, if I finish this service the way we started it? just the scripture once again we now have this light shining in our hearts we ourselves are like fragile clay fragile clay jars containing this great treasure this makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be seen in our bodies. God, I pray that the life of Jesus is seen through our lives. God, whether this is the hard season or the easy season, the best season or the worst season, God, I pray the light of Jesus will continue to shine in us and through us. And God, let us never forget that though we are fragile in our strength, we are more than able in your strength. So God, give us Give us more than the ability of flesh. Give us the ability of God. Give us the strength of Jesus. The word says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now available to us. And I just pray and proclaim that strength upon this people tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hello, this is Greg Sanders, pastor of the Assembly here in Cabot. I want to say thanks for listening today. If you are ever in the Cabot area, we'd love to have you join us for a service. For service times, check out our webpage at theassemblycabot.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great day, and God bless.